Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Another episode of the Lodgecast. I am your Lodge Master, and with me, as always, Brother Bishki. Hey, and Brother Lucas. Good evening. And tonight, tonight, we we're doing what we said we'd never do again, which is a VOD experience. We are in the Lodge, and we are going to give Lucas another shot at just. Just watching a fucking movie without falling asleep or and, threatening to leave. And keeping it mute. We gotta keep it mute. Guys. I, I actually promise not only to stay conscious and alert for the duration of this film, but I, I know without even knowing that it's gonna be better than the last one because Alexander Skarsgård is not in it and instead a very thickly bearded uh, Jim Carrey is uh, the lead, so that's that's gonna be the beacon of light, the lighthouse keeping me to shore. Yeah, but what about this hash joint we've already smoked? No, no, no. I I, I swear to you because you swear. because Alexander Skarsgård not talking is just as boring as Jim Carrey's beard not doing anything. You're you know? referencing mute. Our our previous that was the VOD last experience. VOD. That was our only was VOD. But but I feel like this will be way more intense and engaging. Okay. On, on a couple levels. Um, um, have you guys... I have not read... I, all I've seen is the trailer and the poster. I have not read any reaction. I'm just like, wow. Same. Jim Carrey, Same. the biggest star, the biggest box office star of 1995, <laughs> is VOD. I didn't know this movie existed until about a month ago, like mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Like very recently, where I either saw online or someone sent me the trailer. Right. And, and I was watching it and I was thinking... This is a comedy? But then I'm like, no, no. no. Uh, well, no, you know, like the death of Stalin or, sure, you know, like sure. I thought maybe it was some deadpan shit. No, like, he's, like Pierre, he's Pierre. pretty grim. This movie looks this pretty movie fucking is grim. is very number 23, yeah. like straight laced, like, like, yeah, the, the majestic. And I think he's you know, got like math. a Polish accent in it or something, like thick. Yeah, really? I couldn't tell from the trail. I, I couldn't tell. But he's I'm, grumbly. He's serious. Yeah. There are some dark... Crimes of I'm very in- Did we say that the movie tonight is dark crimes, by the way? No, we <laughs> not, didn't. Have not, I said that? Have not, I invoked not it Not happy good crimes or light crimes? These are dark Polish crimes. Dark crimes, man. Who's our, who's our female lead? Uh, no clue. Oh, okay. Sorry, no, I thought there was probably some Nordic, Scandinavian. Okay. I'm, very, I'm, I'm very curious to see Jim's state of mind. I really enjoyed Jim and Andy, the Netflix documentary. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I just... Given the provocateur that you are, you're like you're like an angel to that devil. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you're you're all about love with your provocations, but God, he was evil back then. Well, evil. I mean, no, no, I mean, he was out of his mind. Like he, 
you know, and now he's even more out of his mind. And so I'm. He's like, making great art, though. For sure. Check he out is. his Twitter feed. Check no. out his Twitter feed. He but, truly is an artist, like in the literal sense. Yeah. Like, like he has demons. Like I know. He may, I know or may his, not have killed his girlfriend. I know his backstory. We all, yeah, we all know what 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 he's experienced. Yeah. And, the old magic and, is gone. Dumb and Dumber Two is was and, not and, good. And, right. I agree. But the, the the bottom line though is like he is truly to me like a living legend. Sure. And if I ever bumped into him on a city street, you better believe I'd be. Starstruck and, and stuttering. Like, there's just no he, way. Like, this guy, I mean, here's, for instance, like, <laughs> yeah, Liar Liar 97. Mm. For all intents and purposes. You guys should see the uh, beautiful, uh, nostalgic uh, look uh, on Lucas's face 80s, right now. 80s, 90s high concept that should not have worked. And if you try to picture, like, let's say Harrison Ford. He's the keystone. Or, like, another actor. Like, yeah, you could watch it, but it would be weird. It would not. It had, it would, to, it it would, had it, to be Jim. It was something about Jim that just made it, like, any, funny. Any like, just, especially made that is in our age demographic owes a shit oh, ton to I, Jim I, I love yeah. the cable guy. I fucking love it. Cable guy to great. me is four bones. Like, yeah. so that's where I'm coming from. So, so for me to see him do dark stuff is interesting. However, when I started in this business, uh, the number 23 had just come out mm-hmm. or, or, or maybe... Future I, I, I forget movie, the year. The I should know the year. I think it was 07. Yes. And it kind of effectively killed Jim Carrey's box office like career after that yeah. like there were no more sequels or like remakes or whatever until I guess Dumb and Dumber 2 but like the number, but, but, 23 the number 23 was people were like oh shit like fuck that was like, one of the what? first uh, movie dates between me and the lodge mistress Ooh, and, wow uh, our, the lady of the lodge our, had to see that our, wow her reaction to it her and her constantly looking around and Adding things up to reach the number twenty three afterwards was um, oh wow that's amazing that was great Wonder that's very special I, that's I, when you know yeah that's I when fell you know in she's love the I fell in love all over again that night I know that feeling <laughs> but number twenty three don't watch it that's coming to the lodge like season seven or something okay so um, but but dark crimes guys I have no idea so yeah so I have no ask, idea what let, we're let me ask you to. two gentlemen a question how do you think Jim Carrey got involved in this project do you think someone made him an offer do you think that's something he's always wanted to do like like how does something like this gestate or, or like initiate? i mean he seems to be going kind of the robin williams route in mm-hmm. my uh opinion like robin kept getting a little darker and yeah. a little darker as his the years waned on and i'm very interested to see how that might just be where his head's at right yeah, now. Yeah, might just be where his head's at. He wants to. He wants to be somewhat villainous. I, I think he's the detective, but he looks. Villainous. He may. He may or may not be the one committing the titular dark crimes. We know so little about it that we just gotta dive in. Let's watch this Direct TV, right? Uh, it is free on Direct TV. Uh, I hit a button next to dark crimes, and I think we have it. Okay. So <laughs> we're gonna press play and hope it comes up. And we're going to come back and describe the darkness of the crimes that we witness. Dark crimes. Alrighty then. You kill someone, it's a self-evident fact. Not according to Christ's crucifixion. I've seen dead bodies. You don't make them up. (laughs) You killed Daniel Sadowski, and you made it look like a sadomasochistic game that went wrong. Well, that's what you say. No. That's what you say.
we um, we witnessed some dark crimes occur. Oof. It was very dark. Very, very dark. Very dark. Very dark in Polish crimes. Right off the bat, Lucas said, Look at that runtime. I like this movie already. <laughs> 90 minutes. It was 90, 90 minutes. That's like three episodes of TV. You, you would think this movie would have been a lot longer considering its themes and its look and its mood, but... It was 90 minutes, um, and as we all know in the Lodge, whenever Lucas starts out pumped for any reason, the movie is probably doomed. So, what what was your guys' first reactions? We, we get into this world, I mean, a salad dragon scene is when something so fucked up or misguided or just plain crazy happens that we we instantly know but it shines it's a it, it bright it's a bright it's a bright yeah, yeah moment that's the, when we know we know we're lodge on the right moment. track yeah um even if a lot of these movies aren't lodge movies these shining moments are the lodge moments i thought the very first series of shots was going to be yeah. the, salad. the opening I, credits was salad dragon all the way i i, I felt the same way when i saw the title come up i the three words that came into my mind after the other words were drab dreary destitute student film production like yeah. it was like boom 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 and i was like was oh. salad dragon in those words not yet no okay. the sal- to me i thought the salad dragon came later but yeah, then it yeah, really yeah. didn't come till later but but no in the but, first opening yeah, like describe two, two describe minutes, what you see it, it's it's a poor man's eyes wide shut orgy sequence but much more violent and rougher it's like hostile and, meets eight and, millimeter yeah it's totally yeah, hostile wide it's shut. hostile meets eight millimeter meets eyes wide shut and it but 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 just the way it's shot is like soft and flat and it's like video it's like digit it's like hd video but it looks like video like there's nothing cinematic about it at all we get and we it get makes some... it look cheap it just makes it look super threadbare like a telenovia so like right off the bat you're like oh i i was not as discouraged as um mr lucas here um i thought we were in for a treat because they're trying to push our buttons right away you know and then you see the words jim carrey and then you cut to a hog-tied woman getting whipped and you're like oh okay what 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 world what universe are we in right now i thought he was going to be going into the polish underground of sex clubs and we were going to see jim carrey with some crazy polish industrial music and yeah. strobe lights no it was it was I, encouraging i i was i was <laughs> contain yourself it was uh yeah, I was ready for the underworld. I was ready to dive deeper and deeper, but that's about as deep as we went. <laughs> yeah. In the first two minutes is about yeah. as deep as we went into the sex dungeon world. Yeah. Um, I also knew I also knew I was in a bad part of town when in the very opening it establishes Jim Carrey is playing not only a Polish detective, but a married father of mm-hmm. like a young preteen or teenage girl. Yeah. And there's an opening scene. It's like this very classic Polish, like tense, terse family breakfast where no one's speaking great, to each other. And Jim Jim Carrey's character uh, is like very OCD, meticulous, but how he cuts his his sunny side up eggs and moves his bacon around. And I was just thinking, like, oh man, yeah, like this, it's one of these movies. This is formally rigid, very flat, yeah. and like and labored, is... and just inert. Well, listen, folks, <laughs> it's not all doom and gloom. At this point, you're, you're, you're buzzing from the titillation at the beginning. 
Jim, seeing Jim Carrey with a full gray beard. And they acknowledge the beard. The, op- the I think one of the opening shots is him cleaning the, the beard. The first so shot of him is his beard is being beard. groomed. Yes. Yeah. He wears like a mock turtleneck like and blazer Fred. combo that's really sharp. And he's speaking in this bizarre Polish accent. With a straight face. That sounds like Sean Connery. And then throughout the course of the movie, it veers wildly Irish. And then it kind of settles in, like, uh, Liverpudlian territory. Yeah. So and I, then it breaks everyone. You know, like, when Tom Hanks breaks Forrest Gump's thing, when he starts yelling. Like, when, sure. when Jim Carrey's yelling. It's just pure It's Carrey. Jim. Yeah. And that's when you just, you see the old Jim, just a glimmer there. Yeah. So, I was with it for, for a little while here. Um, I do think the first sequence of shots of, the, of this uh, sex club called The Cage... Which looks like a like a prison. It reminded me of Nocturnal Animals. I don't know if you guys saw that, but the the opening credits are like slow motion of like obese women stripping, and it sets up it sets up a movie that's entirely different from what you end up getting. So that's what happened here, unfortunately. Yeah, because uh, the opening shots are, are very very extreme. Like you know, just to describe. Some of them, you know, you've got a full full frontal nude woman, you know, hanging from a hook with her arms, you know, bound above her. You got another one tied to a chair while a guy is taking shots at her, you know, with like with like as like a, sh- like a shooting range, you know, almost. It's, yeah, it's fucked up. It's like these are dark crimes being committed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the darkest of the dark. And then Jim's Jim's investigating. And he's, he gets... he's he's already like putting someone under surveillance. Like I, I at first I thought at first I thought it was his ex wife. You know, at sure. first I thought oh he's showing, there's like a bad divorce. He's like. Checking up on the uh, mistress or ex-girlfriend. But no, it like, turns into something more than that. Before we get too far into it, let's do the official synopsis. So you guys have a toehold <laughs> into this dark world. Brother Bishke, what do you got? Dark crimes. Synopsis. Tarak is a detective who takes on a case involving the murder of a businessman. To his and everyone's surprise, the case is identical to a character's murder in a recently published novel by a man named Kozlo. While the crime appears to be an open and shut case, Tarek discovers a darker secret. So, yeah, he's he's investigating this death of this businessman that died at one of these sex parties at this sex At the club. cage, at the cage. At the cage. You start to see Jim his former roles in in the you can't help it like yeah. when yeah. he's watching video of these of these sex crimes and they're very analog it's very like it's all VHS, VHS which yeah. is kind of odd when he's watching the video I couldn't help but think of him like watching Dolphins footage and like you know Ace Ventura because <laughs> yes, yes. if he's like somewhat tickled by something he'll get a little gleam in his eye and you'll be like oh there's that yeah there's that old Jim but he's this is definitely a different territory for him yeah, he's off the deep end here. I mean, this definitely feels like way outside his comfort zone. And I feel Jim Carrey is known for one thing, and that one thing is just energy. Like, he, he's yeah, a very yeah, yeah. high, high strung, energetic guy, very much like, you know, young Robin Williams. And that's what we kind of love and, and are drawn to. And we don't get that here. And we don't get that here. So it's like you're, you're, you're utilizing Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey incorrectly or, or differently. Like you're, you're, maybe you're, it's, Jim it's, wanted that. Maybe, I think Jim I'm shows, sure that's what it's, wanted. It's, Jim it's what people project. would call inspired casting. Except here to me, like for me, this would have only worked... If, if it was like Quentin Tarantino adapting an Elmore Leonard novel and Jim Carrey was playing it like Fletch, you know, where he's half serious, mm. half half sardonic or sarcastic, but there are stakes and it's he, gritty and it's violent. And then you're like, wow, I'm invested in this. But, th- but we're here, first of all, 
Kerry can't make you he, he can't convince you that he's Polish, right? So so <laughs> no. the fact that he's Polish and his whole movie's in Poland, but everyone's speaking English is the biggest fucking head scratcher. It's like it's like maybe like Jim's uh, Coke dealer was like, I'm making this movie, Jim. Like you'd be perfect for well, it. it. Like, Brett Ratner. You play Oh yeah, it was yeah. Brett Ratner. Oh man. The first like, thing it's you just, see is Ratner. It's just like yeah. how did this movie get initiated? Like, why did he say yes to this? Like, I don't see any upside for him as a performer. Like, it might be like a money laundering thing. He's taking yeah, a yeah. he's taking a risk on the director or the material, but or, or his co-star, but like none of it was worth it. Like it was just it was so well, okay, sophomore. There are nutrients to be gleaned within within the dark underworld, though. I did like. There's one joke that he tells, and it's not even he. It's not even really a joke, but it's the funniest thing intentionally that he does. It's when he brings in this this writer who seems to know a lot about the crime, kind of like a basic instinct, and he's this outsized personality, and he's interrogating this writer, and uh, he asks the writer about the murder victim, like how he knew him, and he's and the writer's like he was blonde, big cock, and then Carrie says how long, and then he gets a twinkle in his eye, had you known him. So it's like a <laughs> cock, long cock joke, yeah. and he gets that little twinkle in his eye where mm-hmm. it's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a little tease of." Might my have been comedy. improvised. Might have. Might been, have been. Yeah. Probably was. Yeah, Jim. Jim had to get yeah. one joke but, but, in the but whole this, movie. But this, but this movie, that's it. but this that's movie, it, I feel is is written by an American, Jeremy Brock, even though it was produced and directed by a Polish film company. But, but. Uh, it felt like, yeah, you say Basic Instinct with that interrogation scene, absolutely. I even take it to Blue Velvet when later Jim is, like, being a voyeur, watching people have violent, you know, passionate sex. Mm-hmm. There were all these, like, you know, uh, threads. But I just uh, I just thought, you know, th- if you take Jim Carrey out of this equation and you put, like, a no-name actor, what do you got? Like, what really, what do you got, you know? Or even Charlotte Gainsbourg. It, like, it, like the, holy shit. The movie shit. really... It survives, if it survives at all, coasting on the fact that Jim fucking Carey is a Polish detective with, with a beard, with a beard, and a, and a Polish wife who who who's bitter that he's uh, obsessed with his job relentlessly and like ignores his family. I like, I knew we were in trouble. Um, also, because his performance is very much like uh, Sars. Sarsgaard and mute. And mute. No, no. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to what the lodge master was saying earlier, I, when when I when I found out the movie was ninety minutes, I perked up and got excited because I thought, okay, even if it's painful, it'll be relatively over quick and easy. But as it started and the shots were like so drawn out of him cutting his eggs and, and driving out of his driveway it was very mute. and driving down the street and drab. looking out his oh, window the so and drab. going in and yeah and and Lodge Master was like wow I'm glad Poland's a beautiful <laughs> filming location because it looks just bleak it's oh, just concrete yeah, it's and bad. overcast. And like thirty minutes in, I was nodding out. I was I had to stand up for a minute, Lucas, you know, to get the circulation back. Lucas was in trouble. Uh, it was a void, pretty was much a, from the get go. A we void had to, of entertainment. We had to remind him about the oath and, that he and, made and, to you people. And, and and the case that he's investigating, like they they don't even really sell the guy's death, the businessman's death. 
It doesn't work dramatically to any of the other characters that we that we know of. And it's like, why do we give a fuck? And the guy's name, what was his name? He kept looking. Kristoff. Christer Spear. Sadovsky. Sadovsky. You hear Sadovsky as much as you hear that other kid's name in, in uh, Wrinkle Char- in Time. Charles Wallace. Charles Wallace and Sadovsky. We should it's write a drinking, movie about this. It's two. the drinking game. Whenever Jim Carrey says Sadovsky. Again, there's nutrients in here, folks. Um <laughs> There, he listens to this audiobook by oh this writer God. obsessively. He's driving around. He's listening to it all the time. For like 10 or 15 minutes. And there's some great time. nuggets. What my favorite was the writer's describing the sex club. And he says, To hear a girl screaming was like the sound of shopping mall music. The sound of buying and selling. That was right when you said I may have to stand up to watch this one. And yeah, and 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 and, and what and what uh, you what you just heard him read would be like in a scene where Jim Carrey's having breakfast with his wife, and you think it's a joke. You think like, oh, he's listening to this in his head, and then the wife goes, "Do we have to listen to this at breakfast?" I thought that and was he, great. And then he just gets up without saying a word in a huff and storms out like a and listens to it in the car, it's cranked great. up like yeah. super loud, it's like great. super loud, and, and like he he's. It's Jim Carrey doing this, so it's like one half step away of, of, of the dial from just being fucking hilarious on purpose. You know? Yeah. It's like, like watching him smart. Like, yeah. Walk a tightrope, super I, wobbly. I liked it when his his buddy, his cop buddy, says in his in the thickest accent possible. He says, "You are too old school." Yeah, there's so many lines. It's like you're off the case. Like you're off the case. Why are you still here digging around? Yeah, the case is over. You're dead. Um, I kind of like the the guy the the guy who's suspected of the crime. The 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 author. He's he's an author. His opening intro was great. But but then they kind of he kind of played that one note too much. It was, like it was the, pretty one. He was opening, yeah, he the opening was press conference. I was like, oh wow, this is a, interesting. This is the nutrient. This is this this yeah, is he's discovery. He's the postmodern nihilist kind of yeah, angry yeah. dude. He's the Catherine Trimble, like yeah. Sharon Stone character. But he was good at first. But then I was like, oh man, Catherine Trimble. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I think Catherine Tremble's a better name. But there were some requests in the room for, for Charlotte Gainsbourg to show up. And she was she, gone for a long time, for at least 30 or 40 show minutes. show up, she did. She plays the author's girlfriend with uh, dark crimes of her own. Um, she was in rare form. She I was mean, in rare fearless. form. Fearless. If, if you think between movies she's resting, like you, no. you are so wrong. Like she, she is fighting. Like She is like looking she lives she looks to, haggard. Pro- to pro- prove herself as an she's artist. In yeah. it. She she, she's in read it. down to scrap. Like She looked fierce. Uh, yeah. She shows up and instantly, at least this is where my mind went, I'm like, <laughs> do we get a sex scene with Polish Jim Carrey? <laughs> Charlotte Gainsbourg. Do we get it? Oh, is oh. Is this movie gonna give it to but us? But there's a there's a there's a long road to that though, and and All it right. goes Take into that blue. It that goes road. it goes to this blue velvet phase, which at first, I, this was the faux fake salad dragon scene where you sure. think, oh, this is a salad dragon scene where where Jim Carrey as the obsessed detective who's mm-hmm. been kicked off the case yep. and is on thin ice as it is. He's already been demoted, mm-hmm. and if he solves this case, he gets his old job back supposedly. He breaks into the author's home, into the girlfriend's home, to find evidence to like, you know, get get his guilt because he's absolutely convinced. <laughs> he's got a briefcase it. with a recording device in it. And all of a sudden, Charlotte uh, Gainsbourg comes home with the author boyfriend, and Jim's got to kind of hide. He's like, <laughs> if he gets caught, like he, his goose is cooked. It's supposed to be like yeah. super suspenseful. Yeah. 
it, and, and, I like this scene a lot. It was good. Yeah. It was good. And you think like, oh, you just kind of like have to sneak out. And then all of a sudden the author and, and, and Gainsbourg start just having like, 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 like aggressive, like nine inch nails closer. Yeah. Fuck me like an animal. Like, like takes, like rips their clothes off. Yeah. Resner sex. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, scr- it's scrawny, scrappy, sweaty, you know, <laughs> just like sharp. Scratchy sex. But uh, <laughs> Jim Carrey is in the foreground, out of focus the entire time. He watching, is and, 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 and what's amazing about his performance is he's like not reacting in a no. way. Like, like it, it could be like he was just listening to a baseball game. He's like a garden gnome. Him. Yeah, like impenetrable. Like, like he's just like you know. But you're waiting for him to break character or smile or do the like you know. But there, he gives some bill. great voyeur looks. I want to know what was going on in his head to get those looks <laughs> on his face. But that was not the that salad dragon scene. So at first I thought, okay, by a here, country here mile, that yeah, was not yeah, the salad no, dragon it was not. Scene. So 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 he somehow eludes capture from from the the breaking and entering and mm-hmm. voyeuring. He, he gets out of there because they're so distracted. But then he comes back later, Come, and uh, <laughs> comes back later. I mean, this is where it gets weird because uh, she reveals that she knew he was there watching them. Well, no, she shows up to his house first while he's having a very True. quiet Polish dinner where no one's talking. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there's, a knock, wife- there's a ring at the bell, and his wife's like, I'll get it. He's like, no, no, I'll get it. And she's like, someone's in my house. Someone's following me. And he's like, I'll take you home. Don't worry. He's she's, desperately trying to get away from she's, these she's, austere dinners. Yeah, and, 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 his, and his poor tortured wife, his loyal wife, is like, if you move one foot... I'm out. Or yeah. I, I mean, like, just and completely... Jim you know, took he gives one beat. Look. He took one beat, and he took his jacket, and he left. And he left gone. with Charlotte. Some real Al Pacino, he-level yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, wait, so so you think this is all legitimate, reputable, He's like, police just providing work. transportation back to her apartment. Takes her home, and... Oh, can we just... I'm sorry, to pause and back up. When he first meets Charlotte Gainsbourg, he's interviewing her... And she's got her daughter, and and, she, and he's like trying to ask her questions, and she's being coy with them. So he's just like, he there's a there's a beat where he looks at the daughter, yeah. and then looks at her and goes, "Did he ever frighten you sexually? Like sexually? Like does he ever scary?" And she was like, "That's my daughter," you know. And she like scolds him, you know. Like, and he's do just not like, ask those questions in front yeah, of my he, daughter. Yeah, he's playing hardball. Like he, that's the kind of dogged hard hard hardball he's detective dogged. he is. So he's so dogged. so then later when he like takes her and the he daughter home, escorts her home. The daughter goes to bed, and then he and her have this moment where she's like, I know you were here. And she starts taking her clothes off? Uh-huh. And but only, he, we only see her back. And this is like a little bit of LA Confidential. This is like the Russell Crowe, Kim Basinger. He's like, I'm not supposed to be here. And like, yep. this is jeopardizing the case. But I, 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 I want you because I, I, I've been like listening to like, you know, this audio book. And I'm he's like, in the you know, world. I'm, I'm interrogating your boyfriend who, who's, you know, confessed or, you know, he says he's the guy who did it. And, and so they, they. She, she shows him her scars on her back from all the dark crimes of the past. And I thought he was just gonna maybe stroke the scars a little bit and then be like, he, yeah, and then leave. I was like, come on, don't, Jim, go. And you then gotta do it, Jim. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> oh, Steph, Steph just jumped up. Oh. They go at it. He's touching the scars, and I'm like, classy. He's just gonna stroke the scars and say they're there. Kiss, slow, slow fade out. Kiss slow, her on the slow forehead. Slow fade to black. Kiss her on the forehead and dip. Cue Polish uh, violent. His head changes, ang- like he swoops his face down. And just you hear that beardy mouth just like <laughs> sucking, 
and it is on. He is pounding away. Like like she's a glass of ice water in the desert sun. I mean, like he I mean he is just spilling shit everywhere. I mean, it is so and it cuts ungentle. to her. It cuts to and, her not looking like she's having a good time and we all started yelling out Reverse, reverse shot, give us that reverse shot. Cause we're gonna be we know we're gonna be under that beard. We know we're gonna be looking up. We know we're gonna see what nobody was ever meant to see. It was like a keel and peel sketch all of a sudden. It was like a key and peel sketch. When we cut to him and it is full thrust. Um, like full slap. America's like, like full... America's funny man. <laughs> oh, 1995 going to town going through the full go, oh. like prison sex like 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 rough <laughs> the full experience and, and right and when you're edge. at the brink right he when right when this, hitting her right, it just face. it takes you to the edge he starts smacking her with an open hand but hard but like like as hard as you would a horse's ass like like <laughs> like and like just hitting her repeatedly <laughs> and, and then, at a certain point yeah she's looking then, at him like and then it stays on him oh, through God. the entire gym Carry orgasmic experience, oh, 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 and you cannot oh, 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 unsee that. Oh, oh, oh. When the wind whispers Jim Carrey to me, uh, that's <laughs> what I'm gonna see. That's gonna be a meme somewhere. There's so many memes. So in this many movie. memes. This so movie should. They should just like. It's a meme machine. They should strip it for memes. Memes. Yeah. Strip it down and sell it for memes. <laughs> they make so much. Strip money. mine that meme. Strip meme that mine. <laughs> so many that face web. Oh like, my there's, god. There's a scene where he's like. He's kind of high. He's kind of hunched down in his car, and the window's half rolled down, and he's creeping around, and it's hilarious looking. But then you remember what he's what he's looking into, <laughs> which oh. is sexual depravity. Yeah. Um, so, so so they so have this just very dispassionate, passionate romance. And then, but I think Jim gets like a like a little pick up in his step <laughs> after after the sex. Oh. He, he gets a little more. He gets he, a little more motivated. He gets oh. a little more motivated to solve the crime. It turns out that the lead investigator who used who initially handled this case was dirty, so they arrest him. But then his cop buddy reveals that he has been the mastermind all along and has, has been manipulating. The, all of the events to ascend to power and become the police chief. So, this brings us to the line, which is one of my favorite lines in the movie, where, again, in a thick... This is the same guy that's, that called uh, Jim Carrey old school. Uh, his line is, I am the chief of police now. Fuck off. Out of my sunshine. <laughs> And then he puts on these tanning goggles and gets in a tanning bed. It's like, could you imagine writing a scene and you're like, you know, now typically this would be in an office. This would be like in the chief's office. Let's but we've, move it. But we've seen that. We've seen that. Like, And, you know, we can I put was, it in a swimming pool where he's like swimming laps no. and the guy's walking alongside the pool. But we've seen that. Yep. So where else could we put it? Tanning I know, bed. in a tanning bed. I was happy to be in a Polish tanning salon. Well, it was, it was yeah, the only It was, the most color it, it was definitely the brightest. Yeah, day, yeah, for sure. We also came up speaking of all this polish we also came up with a new like fake sex slang called the polish polygraph i don't know what that is or how to administer it it's something anally it's something that goes up your butt but it's not supposed to be in your butt well there you have it <laughs> we solved that um but i honestly don't know what got jim carrey 
up off his couch to accept this offer to do this movie because the bottom line is it's a Polish film that's based apparently on a true crime article in the New Yorker that that and the movie says at the beginning inspired by true events right. and I, I need to fact check this shit because it sounds like bullshit but but whenever like, anything what... is inspired by something it's like I remember back when the first Mission Impossible movie came out with a soundtrack inspired by the motion picture. Yeah. That meant the songs weren't in the movie. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, that got me with the fresh soundtrack. That, that, that uh, definitely hurt. Apply that to facts in a case, and it's looking a little shaky. And and, and with and with Jim Carrey's character, Tardek, his case, <laughs> which he has been pursuing doggedly to convict this author who's written about, eventually the author confesses, and the author goes to jail, and Jim is like a happy camper. He's like packing out his desk. He's getting... It's getting promoted. Oh, hold on just a second. It's the lodge mistress taking out the trash. Oh, God bless her. The author confesses, and you think the movie's over. But wrong. it is not. You are wrong. wrong. Dark crimes. <laughs> dark cr- dark the, crimes. The dark crimes get more complicated. More dark crimes lay ahead. He realizes that the author couldn't have done it, and then the author explains his, his vague innocence or guilt by saying, The river has an end. But it also has a beginning, which was pseudo profound. And I looked over, and Lucas was staring blankly at his phone. And then, and then, <laughs> and then, and then, there's a very important beat where Jim gets a photo or like an envelope delivered, and yeah. when he looks at it, it triggers such a, a reaction, such a strong reaction that he yeah. runs to a bathroom and starts vomiting. Like re, like like it looked like legit, like he made himself vomit or whatever he had. He, he, had, he had a lot in his mouth. What what was that photo? Um, well, they don't show us, but 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 then it's revealed, right? Because then he he, he cleans his mouth, he rinses his mouth, he's, he wipes his beard off. He's realizing and, that and then, the author and, couldn't have done. And then the yeah, crime. he realizes the author is innocent. The, the guy that they just convicted is innocent, he and that's when he goes. That's when he goes to the tanning bed and tells the police chief, like, "We convicted the wrong man. It's not yeah. justice. Like, it's not justice." And he says, "Fuck justice." He's a bright story. It's a good story, black yeah. and white. Good versus evil. Like everyone. So like, Jim is happy. Jim leaks some details to the news the info gets out that the author couldn't have done the crime so he's pseudo vindicated but not really and now now the the case is all up in the air he goes and visits Gainsbourg who's prepping for another sex dungeon sesh and what happens they they cheers with some some vodka some some Polish Russian vodka like they take little salute shoots and he says Zadovsky like 900 more times, and he says, I need to know what he did to you. I need to know what crimes he committed upon you. And then she launches into a very Gainsborgian monologue about uh, depravity and, and, and human suffering. And then we finally cut back to Jim, and we realize she's poisoned him. Yeah, cut, cut to the end credits, boom. End credits. Boom. Dark. Dark crimes, crimes. Dark and, they, and they killed his mom too. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that was a big, that was a big moment. There was, there was two big moments. There was the first was the interrogation scene with the author, which was very basic instinct, very fast rhythm, mm-hmm. fast pace, and that's when I started thinking of Tarantino and what he could have done with Jim in another lifetime. And then two, there's a lot of parallels to the Lynn Ramsey movie. You were never really here with Joaquin Phoenix because there's. 
similar characters. Um, but with the the mom, Jim Carrey, he he has this old. He's caring for his elderly mom. Yeah, mom I thought that too. She one, makes him promise. Whose one wish is not to die alone. And uh, she dies alone. They murder. Her. Yeah. They, <laughs> and they, then and then he goes into full break, dramatic full break, breakdown. Full breakdown. Where you're you're looking at him. You're like, where are you going? What are what is Jim Carrey, the human being, accessing to make this tragic of a sob face? I mean, he goes there. He commits. No, he does. He yeah. delivers, but it's just, it's just, it's just all sound and fury, signifying nothing. Yeah, he, he's not, he's not being supported by uh, a compelling a good, enough a, tale. A good movie, no. unfortunately. No, it's really sad because I feel like I said early on the director got lucky. It's like mm-hmm. he didn't even know how to play baseball, and he swung at like a, a fastball and hit a home run, getting Jim Carrey to say yes to this script. I mean, seriously, maybe it was the New Yorker article. Maybe that was it. They maybe that was the. In- he read the, the article intro, yeah. and was like oh my god i can do this this. is compelling and the director the producer had the rights to it and you got to do it in poland and you got to play it polish and that's the only way to work and he thought it was even better challenge and thought he would just do it subtly but after a while it's it it was like a weird you know flight of the concords character like like he looked like a weird professor you know (laughs) like i am the doctor like i am the professor and we are gonna go on a field trip today it's all very bizarre it's this is a it's it's almost unfathomable that it even exists because you can't imagine somebody being like super excited to make this tale. You just can't. I know, right? In my humble get, to opinion. get up every morning. To Bishy, like... let's let's go to the bones. Let's like, go to what, the bones. Uh, what are you thinking? You're you're a bit of a drab. This one. It was drab. It was uh, it was Kuzlowski meets Von Trier, but really <laughs> down to down to the bone. No, Jim. I don't know. Jim was probably in a tough space. I think that this was filmed in 2016. And maybe maybe 2015. Jim was going through a lot, and I think he was just like, I'm broken. Let's do this. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. That should be the tag. You're right. totally right. And I'm so, broken. Let's and do that's, this. And that's what he gives it. And it's it's one bone. One bone. Oh, one bone for Solid. the salad dragon. One bone. Solid. Okay. It was a good one. It was I, a potent, I, I, potent will, I will also throw my lot in with Bishki. I give it one bone for, for Jim Carrey's performance and for that salad dragon scene, and that's that's it. But, like, honestly, it really was a student film exercise. Like, every scene felt like a student film. Like, right out of a student film. I think every movie we've seen so far on this podcast has been accused of being a student film by uh, Brother Lucas. And maybe that's just what the the dragon that we're chasing. I thought it was competently made. I thought it was drab, but it looked interesting. It was definitely going for like some Fincher esque muted, uh, cool color color palette, and everything came to play. But the story, like the story, just wasn't compelling. It wasn't. It, maybe it's just because our wish for Jim Carrey walking through underground sex parties wasn't fulfilled. Should have been the Polish basic instinct. Like, it should, it really, <laughs> yeah, it no, it's all it, it should have been. been. Yeah. It should have been, but it just wasn't. It was stuck in in first gear. It really was kind of yeah. flat and inert. Like there's so much shoe leather and none of it's compelling. None of it. And it's like who cares about this Spadowski guy or sl- what? I, forget, I can't. Spadowski. Spadowski. <laughs> Sedativsky. Yeah, I was just like, who cares about this guy? You know, I would, like, I would like to differ from you, gentlemen, but one bone is is the rating for dark crimes. <laughs> it's a one bone movie. It's total I, boner. It's a total fumble. One bone. It's a poor a use of film scripts, sets, you know, actors, studio but vehicle. It's 
like if you had this again if you had this on in the background while you're folding laundry when you start to hear the grunting and the and the and the skin slapping then run into the room and catch the salad dragon scene like there's there's some value there. See, I think the movie could have worked exactly as it was if 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 Jim was playing either American or if he was a more like manic dr- junkie detective sure. who was like taking pills to make anything him like, that, chatty or like weird. Anything that would that would give it more energy. Yeah, but for him, nobody... but for him to play it restrained, like he's fucking Harry Call, and the conversation does not it's, help it go it's down. Dead on like, it's super dead. It's like a fucking fish getting dropped on your table. But I am glad we saw this, if only to see kind of where Jim's at right now, to just see what his evolution is, and to see what he does next. Like, yeah, what's who, Jim? How does he come off of this? Dude, one? he needs yeah. to do another studio comedy, another Yes Man. You know, I don't, which think I never saw. But I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> I think yeah, he needs to work I, I with think, Eckhart Tolle and make the New Age masterpiece that he's been talking about for so long. I think that's mm, probably yeah. the route he's gonna go. It's or he's gonna start a cult. I might join. I might go to a meeting. I would go. <laughs> well, yeah, I would be interested, honestly. Well, see, there you go. <laughs> three out of three Lodgecasters agree. A Jim Carrey cult? Sign us up. Count me in. But uh, I don't think you could pay me to see this movie again. No. Um, no. Nah, there's, there's nothing redeeming except the salad dragon scene. That's dark crimes, guys. Uh, dark crimes. We'll see if these movies get any darker on our Lodgecast. Who knows where we're going to go next? We're going to keep deep diving for you. Deep, deep, deep. Maybe one of these times we'll find a bright, shiny diamond in the rough. Yeah. That, four, that, that rare, elusive four-bone Lodgecast movie. It's going to come. It's going to come. I swear to God. <laughs> love and light. Love and light. Love, love and light to the Lord. Love, love and light. light to the Lord. Love, love and light to the Lord. Love and light to the Lord. <laughs> and, and only crimes of compassion. <laughs> <laughs>